On this episode of The Nosebleeds, we've got a special edition MLB All-Star break is coming up, which means we're going to talk about who is going to be an All-Star and who are the All-Stars right now midway through the season. And we've also got a special guest. All this on The Nosebleeds. Life on the edge, I'm dangling my feet. I tried to pay attention, but attention paid me. Haters can't see me, nosebleed seats. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nosebleeds podcast. That's K-N-O-W-S Bleeds because we know what we're talking about, but we sit up in the nosebleeds because we broke. And as always, it's me, your girl, B. And it's your boy. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Kush. And we got a very special guest today. She's great. She's amazing. She's so cute. She knows MLB. and She's got lots of ties in it. And you're going to find out more about her, Miss Chloe Abbott. Brandy, I've never had an introduction as sweet, kind, and truthful as that. Thank you guys so much for having me. So much love for the both of you. All I got to say is tusks up from these two. Oh, yeah. Chloe is also a Cal State Fullerton alum, recent alum. We are all graduated trying to get our lives together. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Chloe, I only say truthful things. Come on now. What? Why I feel would I lie? feel the same exact way about you. Oh, no thanks. reason to lie here. This is a podcast where we tell the truth. Boom. All right. So as you heard and you know already, we are talking about MLB today. So Chloe, can you kind of give us a brief background on like your your family's been very involved in the MLB. You grew up with baseball. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I can. So uh, my dad, since I was born, um, I was born in '97. He signed with the Mariners in '97. Um, a little bit about that. Um, I, you know, literally, I, my first memories are at Safeco Field. I will not call it T-Mobile Park. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but so he played professional major league baseball when I was born and kind of until I was about eight years old. And then um, he was coaching my brothers in high school in uh, junior college. And then he went to coach independent ball. And then he went to coach for the minor leagues um, for Boston. So when I was in the eighth grade, he started coaching there. And then I just sp- started spending all of my summers um, going to visit him and stay with him. I spent two years, uh, two summers in Lowell, Massachusetts, two summers in Greenville, South Carolina, um, three summers in Salem, Virginia. Um, don't go to Virginia. <laughs> but um, literally no, the first week of getting out of school to like the week before going to school, I stayed there. So those three years, that was um, a ball, which was really fun. And then last season I got to go to we went to double A. So I spent a little bit of time in Portland, Maine, and I'll be going back this year. And so I just my summers are spent at the baseball field and. And then your dad's a pitching coach, right? He is a pitching coach, right? Okay, cool. So, you, I mean, you've grown up with baseball your whole life. Yeah, that's literally the only thing we do in the summer. Literally all of my summers are blocked off for going to visit baseball and just, I love it. I feel like it's home for me. That's cool. And so, I'm assuming you're a Red Sox fan, right? I am a Red Sox fan. Um, I mean, I guess only because your dad coaches only for the organization. I'm, I'm dead I mean, serious. It's only because my dad coaches. That I, makes sense. And it's because I've just made so many friends. But I will honestly say I'm just a fan of baseball. I love all teams because I, I know people everywhere. That's awesome. And so it's just, yes, I primarily root for the Red Sox. My second favorite team is the Mariners. Obviously, you yeah. can tell why, but... I literally have love for all the teams just because I have friends everywhere. So does your dad have a World Series ring from last year? He does. He actually has um, two from 2013 and last year. And then he won his own in 91 with the Twins. So you being around baseball for your entire life, should we be looking forward to seeing you on MLB Network or something? That's my goal. That is my goal. Um, You know, Heidi Watney, Kelly Nash, I would love to be with you guys up there so (laughs) would it be all same girl same okay so let's get started so first let's talk about before we kind of get into the um talking about all-star stuff because all-star break is coming up this week or next week um we're gonna talk about first one team that has been hot my favorite team the dodgers so last weekend their series against the rockies there was record-breaking three back-to-back walk-off home runs 
all rookies. Now, I went to this, so we'll talk get into the second game, but I went to the second game, and when I tell you, it was insane. Okay, so the first one was Matt Beatty, okay. and it was honestly, so it was already awesome because that was, you know, the first one and ninth inning at Dodger Stadium, too. All these took place at Dodger Stadium, which is what made it even more special, and it was just crazy. So the, the first night, the Colorado's our second in the NL West right now, so it was going to be a good series, I think, no matter what, but I don't think anybody was expecting this. No. From Matt Beatty, no, Beatty, I'm so sorry. But I will say, he right now he's hitting 308 in just 29 games, which for a rookie isn't bad, and there's still a lot of season to go. So I think he looks pretty good out there. So I think that could be just the start of what could be a really great addition to the already great Dodgers. Yeah. This is the first time you said in Dodgers and MLB history that back-to-back Walk off back to back to back walk off home back runs to back to back were done by rookies and that just goes to show how well rounded the Dodgers are. Even like when their stars like Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager aren't there, they have rookies like Beatty and Verdugo and Will Smith coming up to the plate and shining in their moments. So it it's scary if you're not a Dodgers fan, whether it's AL or NL, just because of how deep their lineup is but you not even just that um just just to see this team they're insanely stacked first of uh, who's all. stopping the dodgers i mean the but only, themselves exactly the only people that can stop them is themselves. clayton kershaw <laughs> in, hey, the playoffs, in the playoffs he's one he's pitcher. only one pitcher yep. but no it's i think for any fan of baseball this is just an amazing team to watch because when you're when the team that you're rooting for is up against a team and it's you know like down to the wire it's like you know bottom of the ninth like you're like uh like you know it'd be really cool if they walked off with this win but like you never expect it yeah like you never expect it but with the Dodgers I was confident the whole time all three games I was like oh we're gonna win especially after the first two games now let's talk about the second game I actually went um I went with my whole family which is really cool because we haven't been to a Dodgers game all together as a family in probably a few years now and we're huge Dodgers and I grew up a really big Dodger fan my dad's from LA and so it was awesome like when we got into the stadium there was the fans were there were so many fans it was really really packed especially for it was a four o'clock game so it was kind of midday so I mean there was it was a little bit different too because normally their games are later and usually midday games don't get as many people because of work or whatever but that stadium was packed and they on it and actually Hinjin Ryu was pitching that game he didn't have a great start and he allowed like I mean we showed up like middle uh, towards the end of the first inning and they'd already scored a run on him so I was like what the heck but then once he settled in you know he shut it down and then Alex Verdugo it was in the 11th inning it wasn't this one was in the 11th inning. his second home run of the night yeah literally yeah so when we talked about earlier how this this year is like the home run derby year for everyone in right, the MLB for- insane but yeah, so that was awesome. Alex Verdugo, he's actually my, one of my new favorite players on the Dodgers because, well, he's young and he's such an explosive player. He has so much power. Oh yeah, and he's, he's, he's and even in the field, he's extremely athletic. So he's really he's a really fun guy to watch, and he has a great personality. When you are in the spotlight like that, you learn you learn oh, about them. So yeah, yeah, you Kike, everyone knows Kike's oh, yeah. personality, you know. So mm-hmm. of course, yeah. So that was just awesome, and then. Um, and then so on Sunday, so that was Saturday, and then on Sunday, they did it again. Will, Will Smith. And <laughs> the literally 24 hours before, he was in Oklahoma City in AAA. Right, he wasn't even supposed to be playing that game. He was like a last-minute No, he was add a, in. yeah. Yeah, it was, was a last-minute add-in to the lineup, and he basically, he came out and said in an interview, he was like, I wasn't even supposed to play in this game, but when I got the call, like, I have to make an opportunity of th- what I'm giving. given. So basically... Nine games, he's hit two walk-off home runs. Yeah. yeah. As a rookie, that is incredible as a catcher. And I think catcher is probably the weakest position for the Dodgers. I want to say one of the weakest positions with Matt Barnes, Russell Martin, and then Will Smith. So if Will Smith can... I mean, I wouldn't discount I, Russell yeah. Martin. I, well, yeah. I'm not saying it's terrible, but I'm just saying it's the, one weaker. of the weakest okay, okay. positions like, on to that compare, line. Just such compared a to their bullpen, yeah. their bullpen... And, yeah, they're catching. Right. So I think having a guy like Will Smith that you can groom and he can solidify that catching spot, that's that's good news for the Dodgers. Right. Because, like, last year, even through the playoffs and World Series, it was between Grandal and And, Yasmani Grandal and and Austin Barnes. Yes. And we all know what happened to Yasmani Grandal. So true. But, I mean, talk about taking advantage, like you said, because taking advantage of your opportunity. Okay, this is my call to the big leagues. Okay, I'm going to show them I'm good enough by, hmm, I don't know, walk-off home run. 
Yeah, to sweep I wa- the series for the Rockies. I've only been here nine games. I want to stay. Yeah. I th- and I'm trying to show you. I just came back from AAA. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back. Exactly. And then so yeah, Dodgers insane. They're having they're they're gonna have an insane year. People are saying okay, so watching the Dodgers from the past few years, this is starting to look more like the team two years ago. In the 2017 season, 2017-2018 season, I think that team was more skilled than last year only because last year the Dodgers didn't really pan out and they didn't perform as well as they should have. Honestly, I was surprised that they even made it to the World Series, but they did because they I have mean, that skill set. But yeah. I believe that when that when – I f- honestly believe that the Dodgers were supposed to win ag- um, against the Houston Astros that first – that in 2017. They were. They totally were. And I think – one of the yeah. both teams in Game Seven, both teams of exactly. the Astros and the Dodgers. I mean, so many home runs. Yeah, but this team this year is starting to look like that team, but better because we've got these yeah. additions like Alex Verdugo now, Matt Be- Matt Beatty. So it's just going to be really really fun to watch. Now, let's talk about. Now I'm just talking about in theme with the Dodgers. So there's an issue, and players are having an issue with it, with fans running on the field. We've all. I feel like it's. Um, not a super common thing that happens in the MLB only but because of security. Right, but people, it happens. So it happened twice, um, it two games in a row. happened three times. Oh, really? Yes. Um, a little boy, not little, but a boy ran out at Chase Field again oh, okay. to see Cody Bellinger. Oh. See, okay, so basically... Um, I think I forget which game it was. I'm not sure if it was, was it the series against the Rockies or not. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So this girl ran out onto the field and she was she looked like she was like I don't know like 14, 15. She was pretty young. She was 14 years old. She was 14. She was 14 years yeah. old. So she was pretty young. She ran out onto the field to go um, hug Cody Bellinger. And if you like look at that picture, I'll try to post it on Instagram because it's hilarious. He's just There's like a whole video of it, like a whole POV video of it the video uh, of only her. Shows her pretty much getting tackled. Yeah, the right. video, yeah. Well, it shows her running down the stairs and then jumping the fence and eating shit and yeah. then going to hug Cody yeah, Bellinger. Yeah, so like, she did called. that. Everybody on Twitter and like social media was like, oh, it's funny, whatever. But then it happened again. And this girl, I, I think she, I don't know how old she was, but she wasn't a minor. She, she was, was, yeah, she was older. Yeah, she was older. So. But that girl got in trouble because I believe she got she actually spent the night in jail because of that because it's not becoming a thing um, where it's player safety because yeah it's fun right. oh girls trying to hug I'm sure like this girl didn't mean anything by it but what if now that it's becoming more normal and it's funny more people want to do it just for you know that Twitter fame Huge or whatever distraction and there's fan fest for that you guys there is literally be like everybody else. Wait after the game and try to get your autograph, okay? Yeah. You'll get your chance. There's a million ways to hug Cody. Bell. But the biggest thing is player safety. The That's the biggest thing. I totally agree. Player safety, which Justin Turner, mm-hmm. Dave Roberts, and Cody Bellinger said something about it. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. What happens when nobody sees you? There's a ball in play and you're on the field. Exactly. Just... I mean, we could also talk about the security, too. I don't know what happened with the security, why they don't have people there. But I think it's also because it's not super, super common. But if it's going to become more like this, I'm pretty sure every stadium is going to start beefing up their security a little bit. Which sucks. Yeah. Because security is not fun, and they will block views. And it's just, like, be respectful. Yeah. Right. Just be be mature about it, like. You, you pay your ticket to the game. Why do you want to blow it all up and get kicked out, you know, just for running on the field and then end up spending a night in jail? Yeah. Like, that's not a good look for you and or I, for the team or the MLB in right. general. No, no player wants to hug you during the game. I'm sorry. Honestly, like, if that was a dude, it would have been so much different. Like, the fact that it's a little, like, a little girl, I think Cody Bellinger hugged her or whatever. But he right. even, like, in the video, you could see him rolling his well, eyes. Well, he like, actually yeah. didn't hug her. Like, he was, he, because they the asked him about it after. They right. asked him about it after. And he had said, well, I didn't hug her. He's like, I just kind of stood there and, like, didn't do anything to wait right. for security to come. Because what if, imagine also, what if, like, Cody, what, like, he try to give her a hug and all of a sudden something you know something bad could happen where it's oh he touched me or like you know like I'm not yeah, saying that's like drastic but, but right. that's why that's, I think that's why Cody Bellinger kind of just st- well, and, stood there and didn't move okay. because that's his biggest like defense yeah. against and, something but like he that. D- say he does actually hug her then more people are going to want to do it be like oh my exactly. gosh like, I'm going to get a hug and like I said there's fan fest you guys wait before the game try to then when they're walking by be like oh Cody whatever and yeah, they're not and honestly, during the game. And honestly, like you said, like if, if security starts to get anal about this, like it's gonna be really annoying for fans that are just like mm-hmm. trying to enjoy their day at the ballpark, like 
Mm-hmm. And then so actually I just found the tweet of uh, or the article I should say of the fan so the fan who ran onto the field to hug Cody Bellinger which was at Chase Field she was booked for disorderly conduct and trespassing mm-hmm. and she's been banned from Chase Field forever so she can never go back so what is so I mean if she's a local girl that sucks right and I think you have you have to know there's consequences mm-hmm. though when you do this yeah your security literally runs on the field to take you down. Mm-hmm. On a good note, though, for Dodger fans, last time this happened at Dodger Field was in 1988 when someone came down for a wit or tried to hug Fernando Valenzuela mm-hmm. and ended up that that year the Dodgers won the World Series. So maybe this is a good omen. But then two, maybe. Girls, but then two girls did it. So now it's just like or three they canceled three out. People. Canceled out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah. So come on, people. They're normal people too. How would you like if you're at work and then some right. per- some person just runs up to you and tries to hug you and tackle you? That's really weird. Mid I work front desk job. at a hotel. I work front desk at a hotel, and I had some a guest just touch my shoulder just casually one time, and I was freaked out because like, please, sir, I'm working. Don't touch me. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. If you're a Dodger <laughs> fan, do you want to win? Stop distracting people. Yeah. It's just yeah. Period. Like yeah. I mean, this goes back to like players are famous people they're idols i get it you have to be kind and everything to your fans but not in the middle of work come on now okay so now we're going to talk about what of course is on everyone's minds the past couple of days because everybody should have been all-star voting is the all-star ballot so bill could kind of explain how the all-stars get chosen so basically there was there's a two-part to this all-star voting the first is a primary voting which is basically i forgot the dates but it was like a good amount of time where fans can vote five times a day for their top three players at each position. And then by June 21st, it was that was when voting closed. And then the finalists were announced. And out of those finalists, fans get one time to vote for the best player or the player that they want to vote for in each position in the NL and AL. And then AL obviously has designated hitter, whereas the NL doesn't. Mm-hmm. You get to vote for your top players. I thought there was a thing where you could vote for whoever you wanted to. No. Well, it, you can vote. It, the The list was only the starters for each team for at the, the position. For the second time. No, no for the, the first, for the first time. time. And then out of those, each position, whoever had the top the top three, three players then, that had the most yes, votes, they go to the finalists, and then you can only choose one player yeah, per position. Yeah, I that one. Okay. So, yeah. So, basically, that just means that this whole process is strictly fan voting and it is a popularity contest exactly let's talk about it let's talk about it i want to bring up aaron judge probably would have been an all-star yes and he is a finalist which i kind of see both sides and i'll explain one time when i say both sides he's played 25 games this season Mm -hmm. okay yeah because he was yeah no because exactly because he was hurt because he was hurt which i think it's bullshit. Game. It bullshit. is. It is. And the, when I say both sides, I mean I get it. It's for everything is for the fans. Mm-hmm. The fans want to see Aaron Judge, but I don't think I don't think it's like, compared to everybody else. Yeah, his numbers look good, but for twenty five games, that's like not even... like for for five. And the thing is, is like I was looking at the stats after, and the finalist Aaron Judge is like in the or like for that third outfield spot in the AL. Like he's in a close race to get that third spot in the AL. And like like you said, only playing not even half the games of the not season yet, maybe like right, a quarter of the games right. this season so far. And that just goes to show that I think this voting system is flawed. It is. It, because it's strictly fan voting minus the pitchers, which is done by the league and the and the uh, commissioners of the team. But like, which, I think it's completely flawed because like Bernie said, it's a popularity contest. And guys absolutely. like Aaron Judge and also another guy on my list is also Jose Altuve. Yes. He yes. he's only played what 45 46 games something like that and he's in the finalist voting right now for second baseman in the American League he's He's hitting 251. I mean compared to everybody else here it's And the thing is is like I think DJ LeMahieu's leading the second baseman for the AL and then Tommy Lastella's next and then it's Jose Altuve which the difference between Lastella and Altuve is literally I think like a percent or less than a percent which is Yeah, I think as of last night he was um 6% behind and that was after he, Tommy Lastella hit an in the park home run the other day. 
Right. Which is rare. So he's, I mean, I feel like Tommy Lestella, he's a kind of guy where he's really proving himself, especially after he came over from the Cubs, like where he didn't do that hot. And then now the Angels is kind of a new Before start for him. Before this season, did you know who Tommy Lestella was? No, exactly. exactly. Unless you were a Cubs fan. Unless you're a Cubs fan, unless you are a crazy baseball fan. Right. But he is making, he's trying to start and make a career. At, and he's, yes. he's, he's, he's performing at an all-star level, which yeah. is why he should definitely get the nod. And I think... Going back to the voting, I think they should, you know, maybe maybe they'll notice it after this year because it's the first year they're doing the new voting system, mm-hmm. that they should do something like executives from each team or um, right. or reporters, basically so, the media, kind of like how the NBA yeah, does exactly. it as well, yes. half and half. Like, and it should be 50% voting from fans and maybe 50% here's voting what, from this I is, mean, here's the what media. I think. I think that, like you said, um, reporters um, – and like execs or owners or whatever the, and coaches they'll pick like kind of the finalists and then let the fans vote after that because then guys like Aaron Judge not saying he doesn't deserve to be an all-star because he's really good he no he real, doesn't he, this he, year he doesn't he deserve does. to be an all-star and the reason the only reason you're saying he doesn't deserve is because he isn't playing exactly, exactly. he's been hurt exactly. no exactly that's what I'm saying he's been hurt so he hasn't been able to prove himself that much this year but you can't say Aaron Judge is not an all-star because he is this season, he's not. No, I'm saying not this season, but he, like, the way he plays, the way he, he plays, is yeah. an all-star. The way he plays, he's an yes, all-star. Yes. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. So nobody can say, oh, well, Aaron Judge doesn't deserve to be there. Because technically, no, he he does deserve to be there because he is a player. But because he hasn't proved himself this season, he does not deserve to be on the all-star team this season. And also, this whole voting thing, it favors big market teams. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like the, Yankee, the Yankees. The Yankees have six players. The, Ar- the Astros. Astros have seven players. Actually, Braves have seven players. Cubs. Cubs have seven players. Well, let's, th- I mean, brief thing about that so the Dodgers are the second biggest market first is the Yankees and it's the Dodgers then the Red Sox and the Cubs the Yankees obviously they have six but the Dodgers only have um well that we can go for Cody Bellinger and Jock Peterson the Red Sox only have JD and Mookie yeah so I I think I think in those like you think about cities in or like the city of LA Mm mm-hmm no offense, baseball is not the number one sport. It's maybe not even the number two sport. Football might Sports be. Sports aren't well, even the number one. The past in the past four, um, four or five years, um, baseball is the number one sport. Well, actually, well, no, I'm saying I take it back. The Rams, but right, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's the Dodgers are a great team. Like great. Mm-hmm. Like if they were still in Brooklyn, like the, Brooklyn right, would be going crazy. Right. But I'm saying being in LA. The market isn't it's, as diverse. Like it, you, it goes towards the NBA. NBA is obviously number one in LA. Mm-hmm. It has to. You, I would no, say NBA. The Rams went to the Super Bowl last year. But okay, the Lakers. The Lakers we're are had a trash so, season. I guess so, they have. No, but I'm saying, I'm okay, saying, so I'm me, saying, like in general, like the la- the bas- general, NBA is the okay. number one sport in LA, in my okay. opinion. And I would disagree. Maybe, and then I would say the second is between baseball and uh, I, just because I wouldn't say football. the Rams are pretty new. The Rams exactly are new, why I wouldn't so say the Rams the would be above the right. Dodgers. It's like a kind of a gimme. But I feel okay. So as as a LA um, fan, my entire life, my family has always been LA teams because they're from LA. Dodgers baseball is just like tradition and it's gone so back so many years not saying Lakers isn't tradition but oh, Lakers have a much wider I feel like um in the Dodgers there's like because LA is so big that's just with the city of LA like they love the they love the Dodgers no matter what even if you're not a huge baseball fan but when you say tradition they did come from Brooklyn right but the Lakers weren't from LA either they weren't they were from Michigan right but but what I'm saying is so the Lakers they they are a tradition as well but I feel like the Dodgers just go way back even more. Uh, Lakers were from Minnesota. Just heads up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my Apples. bad. Sorry. But um, I think also, like, you look at baseball. Not a lot of people are into baseball as it is now. in basketball. Exactly. It's That's what I'm saying now. I'm, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about the past. I'm talking about current day right oh, now. Which I'm is talking why about just, like, the tradition of Dodgers baseball in the city right. of Los Angeles. It goes way back. For and sure. now and that I'm the not, Dodgers I'm are... I'm not arguing that at all. I'm right. arguing the fact Today. that I think... Which sports are number one ranked or like ranked in LA? And that's why I would say NBA would be number one. Just because I think basketball is arguably the biggest sport in America right now. I would say football. Football ratings have gone down a lot and NBA and they ratings have, have gone up. Have. So all it's right, like all right, I'll take you know what? I'm sorry about that. So right. that that's the only reason why and I'm not saying this just because I'm a huge basketball fan. I legit think like and especially, it also depends. It also depends on the tempo of the game. Like, not a lot of people have the time to sit down at for a baseball, baseball game or even watch it on TV. For that fact, like, 
it's a very slow paced game and that's why it goes back to like the pitch yeah. clock and all that and, and that, that's like another all those rules that into, they're trying to incorporate right yes to try yes. to speed up the game to make it more appealing to fans to watch which is not gonna work yeah because people who love baseball are, are not, uh, already our fans right hate it but back to all-star voting yeah let's be kind of off track there but i think that i okay so how the minor leagues do it is a lot of the managers, the managers have say and they vote for who they think in the league should be an all-star. I definitely think that it should be, it should kind of be like that. Managers, reporters, they vote for who they think. And then, like you said, because you're in the NBA, then the fans get their choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like, like what Brandy said. Maybe the coaches and executives and media vote for the initial finalists and then the fans vote for, like, out of the finalists who they yeah. want starting and stuff like that. So hey, maybe MLB, that's a good idea. let me... Let us throw a couple votes. And honestly, the, we may see this change because I think this I think is the first time this year. This is the first time ever that they're doing it in this new format, and I think they're gonna realize how flawed it is with guys like yeah, and Judge going into it and Jose Altuve, which is like I was gonna say because get there. It's Tommy Lasella doesn't make the All Star team, but like Jose Altuve does. It's just honestly, like, I don't think Tommy Lasella will because I think it's gonna go to DJ LeMahieu. He had yeah, about like right. a six to seven percent Yan chance. That Yankee. No, but no, not to just, him. That just goes towards not. how big a market the That's, New York right, is. The, Yankee, the Yankees fans, I do not think will allow DJ Hilmayu to not go to the All Star. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, he's well deserving of it. But he Tommy Lastella, like, come on, Tommy he's Lestella, having a career a year, year. And exactly. Yes, yeah, he deserves yes, to be an All Star. So does. Tommy Lastella, we are with you. We think you deserve this, sweetie. And yeah, you're doing great, honey. You're doing so much better now. Congratulations. Okay, and we are going to take a quick commercial break. Ugh, there's never anything on the radio. I know, they always play the same five songs. Wait, is it six o'clock yet? Oh yeah, it's Throwback Thursday. Turn it on. Tune in to Throwback Thursdays at 6 p.m. to hear top hits and my favorite songs from the 2000s, right here on Titan Radio. Okay, so now we are going to get into the midseason awards that if we could give out right now, we would. So let's talk about, or should we save the best for last? We'll start off with Rookie of the Year. For Rookie of the Year National League, I think it goes to none other than Pete Alonzo. And if you don't, oh, yeah. if you don't give it to Pete Alonzo, I don't know what you're watching or it, listening to from MLB. Like. Honestly, especially the season the Mets have had. Pete Alonzo is... <sighs> The bright star, shining light. He is the, the light, is the light at, at, the at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> you have to get. He is second in the NL in home runs. Yeah. Yeah. He has what twenty seven right now, yes, I believe. Pistol Pete, as they call him. Yeah. So no. Def Pistol Pete is his instant name. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I like that because like Pistol Pete is like NBA like. No, yeah, well, you know what, Kush? It's a good thing he didn't ask you before yeah. he made his I don't know Instagram. if I like that. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I like that. I'll let him know you don't approve. Please and, do. Um, Please do. Anyways, no, it has to go to Pete. For sure. I think, no, Tuesday. hands down, Pete Alonzo. And, and the NL right now Have they announced? Have they announced a home run derby contestants? Well, uh, he's got to be in it. He um, better be um, in it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, um, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger. Um, but I just, no one else comes to mind. Right. He, I think maybe Soraka. Or Soroka? Yeah, Soroka, yeah. definitely. I think maybe, but I just think maybe, with the season that Alonzo's right. having, it's just if, you can't if any, you can't put anybody on. Okay. And then yeah. also, I mean, with like we said, the world, and we'll get into what the Mets are getting into right now. Yes, but we will. But um, the way he's able to focus also and still perform with everything that's going on in their organization right now, I think that also speaks volumes as a rookie. Yeah, well, as a rookie exactly. shows his he's, maturity. It shows he's there to compete. He's there mm -hmm. to win, regardless of the distractions that's going on inside the clubhouse. Yes, definitely. But, I do agree with you. Oh, he's. I mean, it's Pete. But I mean, if 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 it's gonna be anyone else, it's Soroka. Yeah, right. He's eight and one right now with damn near. Oh, a two he is ERA. carrying the Braves pitching staff on his back. Right. right now. Right. It's literally the Braves' offense is hot, and then there's Mike Soroka. Right. They could do some damage if da Dallas Keuchel comes back the way we all know Dallas Keuchel if, was if he's the, the Cy Young winner. Yeah. Yes. Then the do then the, the, Braves, the Braves could do some damage. Are, maybe our contenders. Right. Um, okay, so let's talk about AL. AL, I put the uh, Rays. This was kind of hard. This one was hard because I don't think anyone crazy stands out. 
but it's Brandon Lowe for me of the race. He's hitting 279. He has 15 home runs, and he has 47 RBIs. For me, uh, the Rays are hot right now, too. Exactly. That, that, that was my selling point, is that the Rays are hot. Exactly. And he is and he's definitely a piece to this team. Mm-hmm. And especially with their star player, Blake Snell, not having the best of seasons oh at all. So I think Brandon right. Lowe, being the rookie that he is at second base, he's helping the team a lot. And they're sitting second in the AL East. Yeah. yeah. And then I think the most important thing about when we were, I mean, picking these like Rookie of the Year awards is that being able to step up as a rookie because you think like oh well i mean like every baseball player you don't think of their age really sometimes when you're watching them play but they're young they're kids and they're playing into such great magnitudes and i think that speaks for both um of our rookie of the year awards midway through the season i also want to um shout out michael chavis third baseman for the red sox also he's also playing first base but he has 12 home runs right now and you know the red for the red he's been already player of the week and he's tearing it up he is a competitor and i've seen him go through the minor leagues this guy works so hard i think he also could be a contender like we said this is halfway awards yeah um could, the, both of these could also you know just flop, drop flop off. Yeah, yeah totally um and then third i want to bring up vladdy jr um, who isn't having? I wasn't to say. Uh, let's start. argue about that. Okay, I, I'm just saying third compared to what else we have out there. Even though I do think he's a little You'd pick underwhelming. A- oh my god! I was gonna say he is. I mean, no offense to him because or knock to him, I should say because he is a rookie, so we can't knock him that hard. But he's the most overrated rookie I've I, ever like. Yes, ever. But I'm just saying compared to everything else that there is. Um, I would argue that very strongly that I mean Alex Verdugo is. Is Alex a much Ver- better year than Vladdy Jr. Vladdy Jr. They both have seven home runs. Vladdy Jr. kind of reminds me of a young Puig in a way. Okay. Only in the sense, but Puig, I think, also had, you know, I mean, we all know how old, like, young Puig was. He would just kind of swing for the fences, and if he would hit it, it'd go over the fence. Yeah. That's how kind of Vladdy Jr. is. He can tell he is a rookie because he's just not as consistent. He has, he's made some errors, even on the field. So I think that. Could he be one of the best, like, a really, really great player? Yeah, of course. But, I mean, I think because, you know, his dad, Vladimir Guerrero, is one of the best baseball players ever. He, I mean, everybody expected him to you know, just start off and be, like, super great right, right away. But, but he's a rookie, no, so. No, but in right. the minors, he did good. And he is a rookie, and his hype was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The hype for him to come into the big leagues was. I mean, and it was underwhelming when he showed up. Was, and like It was, it was. Yeah. But I'm just saying compared to. What else? Which yeah, Alex Verdugo, but they both have seven home runs. Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo, Alex Verdugo has better. helped the Dodgers win games, yes. and he's also helped. He's also been on base. Like Vladdy, Vladdy Jr. has has a good amount of strikeouts as well too, and I think that's what he has forty two strikeouts. Yeah. So I think that's a lot for. I mean, and and you kind of expect Brandon that from Lowe a, has ninety nine. Puig Jr. I could see the Puig comparison, but I mean that's what you get from a power hitter. Yeah. A lot of swings and misses, but so, but, but I, don't I think, think also that, yeah, I don't think he's a contender for rookie of the year at all, unless no, he like no, all I of a sudden so. just becomes more consistent and everything. And I mean he's a rookie, so I don't think we should expect. I mean rookies, you don't really expect that much from. But yeah, so moving on to the next one, let's talk about Cy Young. So the Cy Young for the NL. Um, I don't know if anybody if this is a contest or if there's anybody else we would want to pick. Hinjin Ryu. Right. Oh my God! I've already he, given my whole spiel about him in multiple episodes, yeah. and the guy is. Kush is in love. I'm in love. Monster. Everyone's in love. He is having an amazing year. His ERA is still, I believe, it's still under two. It is. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's way under two. It's one twenty-seven. Insane, insane. And he's been consistent with that well, throughout the year. Nine and one. His WHIP is point eight four. I. Yeah. For me, we'll talk because he's just so dominant. I close mm-hmm. but if i was gonna pick somebody else i would pick max scherzer oh yes and yeah. yes he is five, seven and five his era is 252 but he has 156 strikeouts his last three games 10 strikeouts he i mean he's just also when i say a competitor he is a competitor mm-hmm. every single game he broke his nose okay. in yeah. pitching and say <laughs> Do you I don't know. Me? I don't feel sorry for him because first of all, I feel sorry. it was, was bunting practice, 
And he wasn't wearing right. a helmet. No, not <laughs> and okay. First off, a helmet, right. a helmet wouldn't protect you. Max, sure you're right. Max Scherzer already looks as scary as he is with his two different colored eyes. Right. So to see one of them like a black eye around his blue eye, I'll just I like, think that's this guy, like it's, it is honestly, that's my that's my that might be why he pitched well the next day because that's pretty damn intimidating. It is, but I'm just, okay. When you break your nose, you can't breathe. Okay, you're breathing through your mouth. Just popped it back in, Doctor Chloe. You are breathing through your mouth. <laughs> so to pitch, to pitch. Okay, you are literally. It's like, okay, running only breathing through your mouth. Okay, you, it is so hard. All and right, I'm glad Max Scherzer had a great start and all that, but it the award goes to Hinjin Ryu. It does, yeah. it does. It but does, yeah. there, what more can we say that's already been? Said? This guy hasn't allowed more than two runs through right. his entire that's a season. That's a Jacob Degrom last year kind of season. This yeah. guy's this guy's not only having a like career year for him, but he's having like a historic MLB yes, pitching season. Mm-hmm. So I think Hinjin Ryu, AL, who we got. Definitely, definitely. Okay, AL. I'm gonna go with Lucas Giolito of the White Sox. Okay. Giolito for me is okay. Last year led the league in walks. This year he could be the um the AL starter for the All-Star game. He is dominating. Yeah, talk about really turning it around from last season to this year. I think he's really proved himself. Cause, I mean, leading the league in walks, Jesus. And then now <laughs> turning around to now becoming a contender to be the starter for the All-Star team. So, I got Justin Verlander. Okay. I feel like this guy just does not age. I'm not gonna no. argue. Or he's that. like fine wine. As he as he ages, he gets better. So ten and three, leading the league in strikeouts with 142 strikeouts. He struck out. I think in that Brewers game, he struck out what 15 players. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like in seven innings, something like that. So this guy's just ridiculous, and he's winning on and off the field. Kate Upton has a wife too. So okay, that okay. doesn't. I mean, I'm sorry. Is this go, Justin. I'm so, go, Justin. Go, yeah. Justin Verlander. Yeah, please. Okay. Well, Lu- Lucas Giolito is ten and two. He's ten and three. He's not too far behind with 111 strikeouts. And I don't know. I think it goes. To uh, Justin Verlander. I'm not. I mean, no knocks to him. I just think that I would love to see Lucas Giolito win this award. If if like it came down to the wire, I would love to see him win the award. I agree. Yeah. Just because I think it's it shows true um, like grit and talent, grit, talent to turn your season around just in one season to turn it around like that. I, I mean think the that's motivation. Great. Yeah, yeah, and I think we love also it. the spotlight was on upcoming star Michael Kopech mm-hmm. and Lucas Giolito. Like most walks in MLB last year, so he was kind of an afterthought, and then overshadowed a little bit. And then this year, he is leading that staff, that pitching staff for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about MVP. Let's, no, let's start with. Let's start with the, AL first. Yeah, we'll start with the American League. Um, Is it a contest? Greatest player it's to not, ever live. It's not. Ever. Mike Trout. Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't think we really need to go into AL. Do we have then? to talk about this? No. You guys no, know who Mike don't. Trout is. All I'm going to say is the AL right now. If you don't know who Mike Trout is, please unsubscribe to us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa, 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 No unsubscribers. No, I, wa- I only want real people who know real things and the truth. Simmer okay, down. Simmer no, down. no, Just this kidding. is the nose, please, and we're here to tell you and inform you. Okay, okay. Mike Trout. But if you don't know who Mike Trout is, come on. Come on. Mike, and the thing is, is that he's uh, been putting up these numbers this season, and he people forget that he missed, like, about two weeks of the season, too. Mm-hmm. So imagine if he didn't miss those two weeks. And the crazy thing was is he was having a hot start to the season, and then oh he got gosh. injured, and then he slowed down when he came back from his injury and then picked and it back up in June. Yeah. yeah, so if he never got injured, God knows what his stats would be like because yeah. he was he was hot at the start of the season. Yeah. So okay, I don't which think is, we need which, to... which is just unsurprising. It's just right, exactly. Trout. It's just so Mike yeah. Trout. So let's let's move on to the NL because we don't need to talk yes. about. So we're gonna get ready to argue because we already kind of we already said who we, got, we before this podcast we did debrief with each other and I know who I'm gonna pick and I know who they're gonna pick and so who are you guys gonna pick? Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich. For the second time. I think Milwaukee's going to go two MVPs this season right. with Giannis and Christian Yelich. Okay. Of course, you know, I'm going to pick Cody Bellinger. Co- Which I, I'm not going to – I don't think you're wrong either. I'm Honestly, wrong. it can it can be a coin flip between the two. That's I how would... amazing of seasons that both I think at this having. point, I agree. At this point, we're just waiting on one of them to – Right, kind of to slump, up, yeah. kind of, yeah. 
But Which, the, honestly, at this pace, I, like, you're halfway through the season. You thought it would have already happened. Like, it's not. So, we'll see. Maybe All-Star break is too long for them away from yeah. the field. And Well, the, maybe, I mean, they'll be, I mean, they'll, yeah. They're, they'll, they're they'll, they'll be at the All-Star, All-Star game. game. Yeah. yeah, they'll be at the All-Star game. But then when, yeah, you still have, like, what, two, three days off after? Yeah. So, but, maybe that'll hit them. Maybe mm-hmm. not. We don't know. But, honestly. I'm going with Christian Yelich. I think he, because he's a, he leads the Brewers. He's a team lead not i'm not talking about stats I'm talking about as a player mm-hmm. he is a leader i think he's the face of the brewers oh and, duh well yeah he won mvp last year but so did mookie and well mookie's not having as good of a year yeah that's what i mean yeah and so i think it goes to yelich also a crazy hot start which both cody bellinger also has had i think Think Cody Bellinger w- had the hotter start. Yeah, he, he did. Ha- but hear me out. So, yeah, Christian Yelich leads the Brewers. But think I about mean, Cody Bellinger is standing out from a stacked team like the Dodgers. But I think also that that could be a flaw, too, because seeing how well-rounded that team is, that he has help in that lineup, too. Not saying that... I'm not sorry. So he, yeah, he, he doesn't have help to hit home runs. Yeah, I'm sorry. He doesn't no, have help to you're play. Up the, at the batting, yeah. You're in the batting box by yourself. No. And I, you make plays by your. I mean, I'm not saying. Well, if we're talking about like how they win as a team, of course. Of yeah, course, so I'm yeah. saying I'm saying that. Okay, that but can we're talking about his, well, his cause. Mm, yeah, but I don't the think team so. doesn't win MVP. I don't think so. I mean, it only helps his cause in the way, like I just said, how. He is standing out from a team as stacked as yeah, he as sorry, stacked Coach, as that I don't is. know. That but, I mean, point. okay, but what about the Brewers? <laughs> you got Lorenzo Cain, you got Mike Moustakis. Are they? Are you still going to say the Brewers are as stacked as? No, I'm not saying Dodgers. that, they're but close. I'm saying they're, they're pretty damn close. That's what I'm saying. And yes. honestly, okay, let's say this: the pitching staff of the Dodgers are way better than the Brewers, right? right? Right. So let's say if the Brewers had that same pitching staff, would their record not be similar, if not better, than the Dodgers? Yeah, that's true. But this is not what we're talking about. Right? But that's what I'm saying, like. Bellinger, I think, yes, don't get me wrong. He's putting up the numbers. Like, he's having a hell of a season. But I think the team success is what's helping him as well. If it comes down to that at the end of the season, I think team success no, will I'm kind sorry, of I, totally I mean, disagree because, you, I, okay, yeah. you can have – Pete Alonso, he's a star, and the Mets are terrible. But that's why he's not in the running for MVP. No, I'm just saying I don't think you need a good team to be the MVP. I don't think your team affects you as MVP. Well, I, I mean, like... I will say, I, okay, the only, like, small smidge bit that I agree with you... Smidge bit. <laughs> smidge bit, I mean, a board, <laughs> um, is that at the end of the season, yes, yeah, so let's just say the Brewers fall off, their team takes a giant crap, and, and when it comes down to the award, the Dodgers are still doing great. I do agree that that has some influence, but, but, like Chloe said, and how what we've been saying, when you're in the batter's box, you're by yourself. I'm sorry, nobody helps, I mean, um... Justin Turner and Clayton Kershaw don't help Cody Bellinger hit home runs. No, so my, my whole argument is about the team And even success. when he plays I'm out not... on the field as well, he's extremely right. athletic. He's flopping. Nobody, he's it, flying everywhere. I mean, yeah. you, you, can't, you can say the same about Christian. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. But no, 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 but you're just saying the team helps. I'm saying when it comes down to them two, because I think they're both neck and neck. And I think when it comes down to the end, it depends on whose team has a better record, and I think that's what no, the MVP is. No, it doesn't matter uh, about I'm the saying if they, if, if they continue at this pace. Only a small oh, bit. No, okay, when Mike Trout won MVP, when he won his last MVP, when he, the team was terrible, the Angels yeah, were... Yeah, but he had such a phenomenal season. No, know, I'm talking about these two guys are neck and neck. Yeah, they are If neck someone neck. drops off, then yes, obviously the other person's going to win the MVP, but I'm talking about if it's neck and neck and they compete at the level that they are right now. Christian Yelich is on pace to hit 60 home no, runs I this know, season. I know, that's I'm saying. That's why I think he should get it, because he's got 29 home runs, and Cody Ballinger has 26, and they they both have 63 RBIs. Um, Cody, Cody, his start Also, Christian Yelich has 17 stolen bases. Right. And I think that's a very underrated stat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Cody Ballinger only has eight. Yeah, so that's something. Well, yes. I mean, I'm not saying Christian. Neither, I mean, I mean, if, I'm not going to be mad if Christian Yelich gets the award, but I just think that Cody Bellinger is going to get it. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll see how that's the why they call. Yeah, this is the mid-season, mid-season award. award. So, at the end of this season, we might be flipped. I might say, "Oh, Christian Yelich," and you guys. At might the be end like, of the Cody season, Bellinger. they could both fall off, and oh, yeah. some unsung hero could. <laughs> Come up. Tommy LaStella. Tommy LaStella. <laughs> Bleeds Mike Trout. 
Oh defies God. all odds. Defies all odds. Let him make the all-star team first. I know. We're, you could tell we're really trying to root for Tommy Lestello here. I just name-dropped just for the well, sake of I, that. I mean, I'm, I root for the underdog, Tommy Lestello. Like, oh, I do, too. Who doesn't like rooting for the underdog? Come on. Come Again, on. He, this is his first year in Anaheim. Nobody knew who Lestello was last year, and he is having an amazing season. So before we get into the team in New York who's having a bit of drama, aka the Mets, talk about the Yankees, the other team in New York. They have set a record for the most home runs hit consecutively in a game. Yeah. What is that record? Kush? 29 games. Very good. So, and (laughs) this is without Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton for most of the season. I think the most impressive part about this record, too, is that when the season started, like half the team got hurt. Oh yeah! So I was this like, was oh. a triple A team. <laughs> yeah, that, um, that was. I mean, who did they have? They had Gardy, um, Gardner, well, yeah, Brett Gardner. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I called him Gardy. My bad. They had <laughs> Brett Gardner, who. That's how you know she's a Red Sox fan. She's yeah. mispronouncing Yankee names. No. No, was kidding. that on purpose no, or was it an accident? People call him Guardy. Mm. No, I'm kidding. No, but Brett Gardner, we, we know who you were talking about. Yeah, he is, I mean, he's the longest Yankee that's been there, and he is, he had to take care of the team, which, I mean, he was already because judges. Dual I mean, judges came new. back, and then. No, still new, but that's what I'm right. saying. He was the leader anyways. But this, Gio Urshela. Yeah, Gio Urshela, uh, Glaber Torres. Glaber. Glaber Torres, and DJ Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, oh my yeah. gosh, that guy is a, a beast. He competes, and I know I always say competes, but his on-base percentage, percentage is leading the Yankees at um, 336. Three, three yeah. He gets on base. I watched him when the, when the Angels came in. Oh my gosh, he was just... Mm-hmm. making it happen. I think this uh, he was the most underrated signing of the offseason. Not a lot of people talked about it because they had right. tro- they had Troy Tulowitzki too that they signed which obviously Troy Tulowitzki is old and he's not playing and that great Troy anymore. And then Tulewiski they already had Troy is always hurt. Right. And then also they had Didi Gregorius, but Didi Gregorius got hurt. Oh my gosh. So it was just I feel like at the beginning of this year, Yankee fans were extremely disappointed and just shocked and hurt when everybody went down. They were dropped. They dropped like flies. No, they're okay. There was a picture that was posted that it was almost their whole starting lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So, but now I think it's it's interesting and it's great to see how the Yankees have, as an organization, it's impressive how now they're gonna on track to now they, they're, they, they're to first hold. in the AL they're 52 and 20 yeah I mean they're dominating like I said this is a this was a triple a team that had success and yes Luke Voigt coming from St. Louis into the Bronx what a two different worlds yeah and he came in and tore it up mm-hmm. right so I mean yeah like back to what we said the Aaron Judge and Giancarlo being out and they still produce power and actually just came out that Giancarlo Stanton went down with another injury he just had an MRI yesterday so don't know don't know how that's gonna be I mean but But, but this this team has shown resilience and has been able to but they've gone this far without Stanton exactly so I think they're they're gonna be okay and uh, Stanton didn't have the year he was supposed to last year anyways so I just go, go Yankees. Gary Sanchez also twenty three home oh, runs. Oh yeah, forgot we didn't, yeah. we didn't even talk about yeah. Gary Sanchez. But yeah, let's stick on the topic of home runs. There are three teams in the MLB that are on pace to break the MLB single season home run record. Originally, it was just the Twins, but now the Minnesota Twins, Seattle Mariners, and Milwaukee Brewers are all on track to break the record, um, which was set last year by the Yankees, who hit two sixty seven home runs in one season. So, to put this in perspective, the Twins are on pace to hit 317 home runs this season. Good for the Twins. And they had a good season last year when the wild card, they got to the wild card, which, like I said, good for them. Ron Gardenhire is doing a great job. This is his second year managing. And I think also I want another shout out to CJ Cron. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, CJ Cron and Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario, though, that was, he's supposed to be doing that. Even though he, he did... He did kind of a slow start, but he's coming back. And then Jose Barreos. Jose Bar- Max Kepler. This Max, team, yeah. this team is just—they're good. They're really they good. Are. I I think people thought that they were going to be decent, maybe not even make the playoffs. They're but like outperforming to come out, themselves, yeah. de- I agree. most definitely. To come out the way they exceeding have this expectations. Season, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a really fun team to watch play. Definitely. I'll, yeah. Well, and it's like okay, they're Max Kepler's from Germany. 
that's amazing. Berlin. Yeah. And he's had, he has 19 home runs. Cron, like we said, Cron 17, Rosario 20, Polanco, Jorge Polanco. Great Jorge Polanco, season. yeah. This team, I will not be surprised. They will definitely be wild card. Um, but they did lose to the Yankees last year. And so it just, that, I think their biggest competition is the Yankees. Yeah. The Twins. The AL, yeah. Um, but I, I would love to see the Twins go very, very far in the offseason. I think that'll be so fun to watch a team like this go far. In the postseason. They definitely can. Really far reach, super far reach. I don't know if they can take the Yankees the way that they've been playing. But how stacked and deep their ben- their lineup is. Mm-hmm. The Yankees? Yeah, exactly. And if, they, if they're healthy by come postseason, if, if, like, if God knows what they can do. Yeah, which is a huge possibility. But I would be really surprised. I'd be super excited, though, if the Twins pulled off a world series and i'm just talking crazy yeah that i was gonna say that's a little but crazy but i could see I, that I happening it. in the future it's a possibility, in the yeah. future at least the but, team is so young that's what mm, like, oh yeah um and i think the mariners holy crud the mariners i don't even they have been through so much <laughs> their last amazing season was 2001 yeah and they have 18 it's been 18 years 18 they've never won a world series They've never even been. Oh my gosh! I ju- they've. Well, the Mariners right now—they're actually last in the division. So that's like I think the AL West is one of the tougher divisions in the league because you got the Astros. Astros are going to be Astros. Yeah, I was going to say the Astros. Like they're—they're going to be the Astros. They're dominating. And then you always, always, every year have that wild card team that always just outperforms themselves. Last year it was the Mariners when mm-hmm. they had that yeah. what twenty game streak or something like that after the yeah. the All Star break. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then this year, like the Texas Rangers are coming out of nowhere and just oh. out of nowhere. Literally I was gonna say came from out the woodwork, just <laughs> they dug themselves out of their hole and was like, Oh hey, we're here to play too and we're gonna compete. They have right. a new manager too. Their new manager, Chris Woodward. I think It's okay, impressive. It's very impressive. But I was gonna say so the Red Sox, when they won in 2013, John Farrell, that was his first year managing World Series. Alex Cora, first year managing World Series. Uh, Aaron Boone, first year managing. He made it to the um, AL Championship. I think that this kind of shows that the these are, I mean, the younger managers that are coming out now, They the way they're structuring and the way they're thinking about how they position their team it has a lot to do with the increase in technology. And like oh, yeah. the, I mean, there's a lot of other different factors that I go agree. into it. But it's really impressive to see um, Chris Woodward and the Angels. I'm not sorry. Fuck. Brad and the Rangers. It's really, no, no, no. It's really impressive to see Chris Woodward do what he's doing with the Rangers. Especially coming off of the past couple seasons that the Rangers have had. Um, you you didn't expect this. Hunter Pence? Are you kidding me? He's a All Star finalist. Right. Yeah. And they were taught he was after doing nothing in San Francisco. Nothing. Absolutely and nothing. They were talking about him retiring. They were talking about him um, as a minor league deal. And the Rangers lost Nomar Mazzara, Mazzara too. Yeah. So. Well, the Rangers. I mean, that's all they had was him in Odor. Yeah, and then but now Mike Miner's finally stepping up. Finally stepping up. And they could be potential wild card. But I, I said this in the beginning of the year. Someone, one team from the AL West is going to be that wild card team. But you just never know whether it's going to be but the, also, the Angels, Rangers, Angels, Athletics, or yeah, Mariners. That's going to be a really. I mean, there's still gonna, there's still half a season left. So. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot. so many games in baseball, right. but right now this is like starting to become one of the more um, competitive divisions because the Angels are stepping up too now. Mm-hmm. So, it's, but it's who just, knows, like. The Mariners could do the same exact thing as last year after All-Star break, go yeah. on that 20-game. And then the Angels could do what they did earlier and drop back down again, so we don't uh, know. Which is a typical Angel thing to, thing do. to do. So now, All right. moving on, let's talk about... The Mets mess. The drama, the Mets mess. I like that. The Mets mess. Let's talk about the situation that happened first, then we'll kind of really get into it. So the Mets, um, so it was after a loss to the Cubs. Walk-off, Javi Baez. Home run. Yeah. It wasn't a walk off, but it was a late game home run. Mm-hmm. It was in the eighth. It wasn't a walk off, you're right. Basically basically the Mets had the lead and then they lost it. They had a three two lead and um Seth Lugo. Seth Lugo. So yeah. what happened was after the game in the press conference, a reporter um w- which is a fair question. And For he was sure. a be- he was fair. a beat reporter too. For a sure. beat reporter, yes. So he he Mickey Callie was asked what happened in the decision to stick with Seth Lugo, who, I mean, 
It does not have he the gave experience up, He that gave up a walk to... Who is it? They uh, gave up a walk to someone, and, walk, then he, and, and then he gave the, up a single to Anthony Rizzo, and, and then, then that's and, when Javi no, Baez... And then he intentionally walked somebody else, but because they didn't want another home run, and then Javi Baez hit a home run. Yeah. So... I um and, and this we, is mind you that Seth Lugo he had pitched forty pitches and he's a reliever yes so pitching forty pitches as a reliever I think that was a big question and, that the reporter had but right. the Mets worked really hard to get Edwin Diaz I was just gonna and say so that. anyway a fair super fair question why they chose to stuck with Lugo who doesn't have the experience that Edwin Diaz has so. Mickey uh, Calloway does what does what Mickey Calloway does. Well, best. Mickey Calloway's whole argument was we didn't want him throwing five outs, and it's like you have an all-star player in Edwin Diaz, mm-hmm. and you guys are having a terrible season. Get you need to take care of it. Like who cares if he does? Win. Yeah. And so and then Mickey Calloway walks out, and the beat reporter says, "See you, see you tomorrow, Mickey." I repeat, he says, "See you tomorrow, Mickey." Period. That's it. And he said, and then Mickey Calloway answered back saying, don't be a smart-ass mother effer. Yes. Right. And Jason Vargas <laughs> goes well, 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 to... Let, before we go into Jason Vargas, let's talk about... We, we, don't know talk the, about... we don't know the tone that the reporter said it, but either Unfortunately, way, this is not on video. This is one of the rare times that it's not on video. Of course. So we anywhere. don't know the way the reporter said it, if he was like, was a smart-ass with a smart Okay, so I'm going to say see you tomorrow, Mickey, in the most smart-ass <laughs> way I can right now. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Mickey. Mind you, this is a grown man. I don't think he said it that way. Right. See you tomorrow, Mickey. So I, think, I, just, think yeah. was, I think Mickey Cowley was tomorrow, just Mickey. ticked okay, off from all the questions. This season has been terrible. <laughs> right. This season has been This whole God past awful. decade. Let's talk. This past decade for okay, them pretty much has been terrible. This past decade, they were in the playoffs a couple years ago, even though it was a devastating ending for them. Poor Nolan Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard. That guy pitched his heart out in the Mets. Offense okay, but I'm saying that the Mets haven't. They, I'm, I'm saying the past decade because the Mets haven't won the World Series or even um, even been to the. Um, sorry, they haven't won a World Series since 2000, the year 2000, the year 2000. That's 19 years ago. So yeah, these. I mean, that's 19 years. A whole kid has been born and is an adult now. Where they haven't won or been to the World Series. So I think that. They need to get together. These fans are getting angry. Every, now, I mean, Mickey Calloway, after that, after the way he responded, first of all, you're a grown man. Second of all, you're managing a Major League Baseball but team. But you knew. You can't act that way. You can't act that way. And that poor report. Listen, everyone has a job to do. And I and, and honestly, the reporter doesn't need to say anything to Mickey Calloway. After, yeah. And I'm sure it was super, a super rough um, post-game, post-game conference. Interview. Yeah. yeah. And so I I just, mean, because they were... The reporter was like, he wasn't hounding him per se, but he was like asking, and it was very valid questions that he was asking, like, why wasn't Edwin Diaz in? Like, that's a very valid question. Like, like when you give up a win, uh, when you give up what was supposed to be a, a win like that with a lead, then against you're the gonna, Cubs too, because that's yeah. a big, that's a big win that could ch- completely change the moral of this team and could p- possibly spark something. Right, and so the fact that. The reporter's just doing his job. Like, you have to be expect to get the heat. Especially. And even and if you're going to make those the... decisions, though, you have to take responsibility. Yeah. Exactly. And even if the reporter did say it in a smart-ass remark, like, you got to be a professional. Like, you are somewhat the face of it. this team. At the same time, the reporter know, what, know what's going on. You have to have a feel for things. They're, they're, Mickey does not – you don't need to say anything to anybody. Ask your questions. And but what he said seemed like it was so innocent if it was a way. If he said I know, it in innocent, a normal but just tone. why? Why did you, why? Well, he just said, see you tomorrow. Because, like, no, okay, so be your, none, none of this should go on the reporter at None all. of it should go no, on the reporter. So, because I don't think the, so, but I just don't. I just don't know why you're saying anything. Well, because he's just, I think he was just being polite because beat reporters, yeah. they travel with the team. They're with the team every single game, asking the managers say, uh, questions every single, like pretty much almost every single day when they have games. So there's a relationship. There's there a, some, there's a, it's a professional relationship. Sometimes it goes a little deeper. You don't know if they do have that other outside relationship. But I, Mickey Cal, but Mickey Calloway, my point is like he knows this reporter and he's been with him for halfway through the season now. So, and before, I'm not sure how many years before, like, this, he, this guy was a beat reporter for the Mets, but he's been with them for, like, they, they know each other, so. I agree, but I put myself in Mickey's shoes. I'm pissed. I messed up. Or, like, whatever. Maybe I, I wanted to stay with Seth Lugo, oh. and it didn't work out. After, after the questions I have to answer, I am obligated to do this post-conference. 
that's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't. I don't care that you want to see. Me. You know what I mean? But like, that's see you tomorrow. But by saying see you tomorrow, like, there's no need to respond to that for him. There's, there's and no professionalism. Need to He's right, a you grown. Don't, yes, you man. don't need to respond. But I'm just saying the report didn't. I don't know. I would. I, I. I feel like knowing myself, I would have been like. But see, we'll we'll never know the story because it wasn't on video. And, we don't know Jason, the tone of voice. Okay. And then yeah, let's talk about Jason Vargas. Holy crud, dude! You were 36. You already you've been. <laughs> You 36 have been, acting like a damn frat right, boy in a you, bar. You have Literally, been uh, you have been in the league for 13 years now. Come on, dude. And okay, both Callaway and Vargas were um fined ten thousand dollars. Well, Vargas. Well, well, let's say what Vargas did first. Yeah. So basically, he saw he his locker is literally right across where the interview was going on from. So Vargas kind of heard his coach say mother effer and that's when Vargas got all pissed and he started charting he was like you want some of this like to the reporter first of all first like, of all like <laughs> really bro like are you have you guys ever seen reporters they're not <laughs> right. we and they we are, are reporters no threats. we are we are aspiring reporters we are no threats I'm not I can't I doubt this guy I, was like threatening Right. No, I've never seen an intimidating reporter ever. That, that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of this guy. If I say the wrong thing, like, yeah, you know. And I just think Jason, Bar- like, no one was talking to you, dude. Like, right? He just got defensive and was all up in there. And then literally, Noah Syndergaard and freaking Carlos Gomez had to hold him back. back. That's Come so on. stupid. Like, and oh, the man. fact. <laughs> okay, but honestly, the one positive thing that I could say about this is, honestly, the. Uh, the loyalty Vargas has towards his coach. It's just he probably. What if he didn't wasn't even pay attention? He's like, "What? I got you, coach." Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the only yeah. positive spin I can think about this. But I, it's so unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Like I'm sorry. Totally. Maybe y'all should have not blown the lead. Maybe you should have scored right. one more run. And I mean, you know? this this is just the Mets are a circus. The Will Ponds have not taken care of this team, and when there is an agent. That is the general manager, and I'm talking about Brody Van Wagen, who is DeGrom's agent, which the Will Ponder probably, like, we cannot lose DeGrom. Do whatever you want. You're the general manager. Keep DeGrom here. He also was Cespedes' agent. <laughs> well, that turned out. Which, yeah. Oh, which, you know what? He's a hell of an agent then. Didn't turn out. Didn't turn Cespedes. out. But Cespedes, I mean, Cespedes got his money. Right, so, exactly. Hell of an agent. Great agent. But it just is, I mean, the, like, oh, gosh, the Mets, they are 37 and 44 right now. And Honestly, I think. Callaway is going to get fired. He I don't, he I don't, should. I don't, I don't he should. Especially after the way he's been behaving, the he'll way he's been fi- behaving, the way. He'll finish the season because. He did come out and somewhat apologize. He, he never said. He, didn't, so yeah, he never necessarily said, I'm sorry. He never like, said, I'm sorry. He, he never said, I'm sorry. He just said, I regret what I said. I regret yeah. what I did. Which, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would too. I mean, but front office d- apologized on his behalf, which is not Which is enough. not the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But also, the well, he did come out and say, he like had, he I read a quote where he was like, I regret my actions. I, re- I regret what I did. Right. That's basically, he said a bunch of other, like, kind of, yeah. So it was like a half-ass apology. It was. It was like a backhand apology. Is that what they call it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then the entire—I mean, all, all the Mets fans—they just want Mickey Calloway's head. Yeah, right. And I think the Mets, like, hats off to the Mets for finding Vargas and Calloway like immediately. I, I don't think, think that, I think that's a league. The league finds them. Yeah, the league does. Oh, that's how the Mets find him. No. Okay. I don't think the Mets would have find him. And then, but I believe the owner of the Mets, he was asked, "Oh, well, are you going to fire um, Calloway?" And they said no. They said no. They're going to wait till the end of the season because they fired. Think about it. Who who are you going to replace with them? Like, there's literally nobody on the market. Like Joe Girardi. That's the only person I could think of. Exactly. No, I'm not saying they should replace him right now. But they're going to wait till the end of the season. And I and I think they already fired a manager mid season, and they got (laughs) a lot of crap for that. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I think fired. it depends on the situation whether or not you fire. Like, it depends on like the magnitude of the situation. I agree. Yes, and you fired off at a, at a beat reporter, but I think at the end of the day, that this is something that's going to happen at the end of the year. Right, and you know they they fired their pitching coach and their bullpen pitching coach, and they hired eighty two year old Phil Beacon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> brought him out of retirement. <laughs> Man, his mound visits are so funny because it takes him like a goddamn hour just to get to the I mound. I just, I don't, really, there was nobody else. And I mean, DeGrom was like. They couldn't he, give a young kid a shot. I know, they were, 
Dude, Young coach. Well, Just make Bartolo Colon your freaking pitching coach. At that point, <laughs> at that point, why not? But DeGrom did come out and was like, I've worked with him a little bit in the minors, so he kind of he kind of knows me, and he knows, he knows kind of all of us and how to work with us. Okay. I think they just didn't want to. Um, they probably are just trying to get someone to fill in, and yeah. you know, a I, yes. I, they I don't. A, I don't think they spent the big bucks on him. Um, no, <laughs> they're just getting a yes man to do exactly what they want. He's. I mean, I'm sure he's ecstatic to be there. That guy <laughs> got the call and was like, "Oh my gosh, honey, I'm back, honey. <laughs> we got to leave the cabin. We are going. I'm going back to baseball. Yes." Poor yeah. guy though, dude. Dude's so old. He's he probably is, gonna have. He's just so he's stressed the, with this Mets situation. He, like he probably doesn't care. He's probably honestly, like yeah, whatever. He, yeah, <laughs> honestly, he's like I'm getting my bread. Like, I'm too <laughs> old. He's like at this point, I'm too old to be this stressed <laughs> or, or care. This could, be, could be. Literally. All right, you guys. Okay. Well. Oh my gosh, Chloe. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence, your baseball knowledge. Um, um I just want to say back to Phil Regan. That's exactly how I how I feel when I got the call to come on this podcast. <laughs> I just was like, oh my gosh, this is my time. It's my shining moment. Well, honestly, if I had to give you a grade right now, B minus. I'm kidding. Okay, Damn. you know what? A plus, sweetie. A plus. Okay, okay before before we finish, and I just want a quick thing. Like, don't not. We're not even gonna get into it. World Series prediction. The teams and winner. Yeah. So okay. I'm 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 gonna start. I'm gonna say Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers win the World Series. In um, my opinion. I I agree. I'm gonna say. Red Sox, I love you, and I really hope you guys are going to come out of the word works. Okay, let's get going. Second half, baby. But right now, I'm definitely agree. I'm going Yankees, Dodgers. Dodgers are falling apart once again. So you're taking Yankees? I'm. Oh yeah, I'm taking okay. Yankees. Which oh. I prayed. Okay, oh. I don't like the Dodgers and I don't like the Yankees. I'm both against both for sure. And it, like I said, anybody else, if you want to step up, please <laughs> do because honestly, I hate it when the Yankees win. I hate when they play their song, their Frank Sinatra song. Dear Lord, I don't want that in the streets. Of okay, New York. Brandy, who you got? I mean, I think we know who we're going to pick, but I was like, I mean, I don't want to go first because I do, just in case you guys also pick the Dodgers. But I mean, the Dodgers are going to freaking win. Are we serious right now? Is this really a contest? No. Nope. Just so Dodgers and who? Dodgers and who? Dodgers and Yankees. I do agree with that. Okay. Um, but I hate the Yankees as well. So I think that'd be an awesome World Series to see, just for to see the rivalry. It'd be so, awesome. And the Dodgers are gonna win. I'm sorry, honestly, the Dodgers they're don't gonna, win again this they're year. They're gonna. I'm jumping off the top of Dodgers Stadium <laughs> into the Jesus. homes of the below. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Well, thank you, thank you so so much, Chloe, for coming on. This was so much fun. Um, and yeah, I hoped you liked all of her knowledge, all of our knowledge as always please follow us on social media we have a facebook page now like feel it. free if you like it you can post whatever you want on there as long as it's nice you know we do censor and so does facebook <laughs> but yeah have any suggestions comments concerns what's our name again brandy we are the nosebleeds podcast k-n-o-w-s bleeds because of why chloe because we know it all and we're trying to let you know as well and we're broke trying to get to the top with this podcast <laughs> we are climbing our way to the top one tiny step at a time but thank you so much see y'all next week deuces <laughs>